Hey everybody, welcome back to the Yoga Living Project podcast. This week we are speaking with Alan Baca and Morgan Thomas about adaptive yoga. And I really love this conversation. Uh, we get into more than just what adaptive yoga is. As per usual with these podcasts, we start to kind of ruffle around some different ideas about uh, what yoga means and what it is on a deeper level. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with these two kind, beautiful souls with such warm, loving hearts. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Thomas and Alan Baca yep. from Cambio Yoga and uh, Planet Earth as well. As far as we know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. And we're going to talk about adaptive yoga today. So um, so my original intention was to really um, get some questions answered about like how you started adaptive, what you know about adaptive, why you fell in love with it, how you started the program at Cambio. Um, and then, Alan, if you want to chime in at any point, oh, and sure. then I also want to talk to you a little bit about why you got into it. Um, so we'll just kind of see how it goes. And uh, so, yeah. So first of all, well, what, what is adaptive yoga? Okay. <clears throat> adaptive yoga is basically uh, a style of yoga. It's a very modern style of yoga, sort of. Um, very modern. Very modern. Uh, basically, the whole philosophy behind adaptive yoga is that yoga isn't every single person. It lives there. It is in there. In adaptive yoga, what we do is we create a situation, we create an environment where yoga can safely reveal itself in that person's body, regardless of ability status. Um, so one of the things that we really emphasize in adaptive yoga is that we encourage our students to let go of what they think the poses are supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and focus in on what the poses feel like in their Mm -hmm. body, regardless of, again, um, embodiment status. So we, a lot of, a lot of people who are doing adaptive yoga have, so like for people who are completely close about adaptive yoga, it's generally for people who have some kind of physical disability, whether it's chronic or... Mm-hmm. Right. Is it, and now is it also for people who've got temporary physical disabilities? So, well? yes, it can be. It, it can be a step there. Um, adaptive yoga proper is for people who have permanent disabilities, mm-hmm. okay. um, physical disabilities, amputations, paralysis, mm-hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, um, any kind of... Um, anything that might restrict or impair the mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's the kind of the prerequisite. Yes. So, um, well, one thing that I'd like to add to that yeah. is, and this is from what I've heard from Matthew Sanford, who we both have um, studied with, is that it's a, a yoga or this type of yoga is for somebody with a limitation where it is not, um, th- that their ability is not available or it's not available for their a traditional class. I see. Okay. <clears throat> so, whether it's you know whether amputation or spinal injury or severe cerebral palsy or whatever it may be, where yeah. um, a you know or a, a teacher teaching a traditional class cannot specifically focus on them, right? Where 
and the adaptive yoga is that's what we're here there for is to adapt Literally. and as morgan puts it we adapt the instructor adapts to them rather than they adapt right. to okay, the class cool. yoga is in them it's yeah. up to us to get creative to adapt nice. our perspective yeah. to allow yoga to happen for them okay cool this is interesting i didn't know a lot about adaptive yoga and i think a lot of people don't because mm-hmm. you know for somebody who hasn't doesn't have the need to do it mm-hmm. you just kind of just think about yoga as yoga so this is really interesting and i want to get into what some of those um, meeting the student where they're at or you, the teacher, having to adapt, what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, I think we should start with who is Matthew Sanford? Okay. (laughs) Do you want to answer that one? Okay, yeah. Um, From what I understand of him, uh, Matthew Sanford is um, a gentleman who who created this adaptive yoga um, practice or method. Um, He was injured in... Well, I don't know the date, but he's was 13 years old. He was in a car accident where he lost his um, his father, father and his, his sister, sister were both killed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he was paralyzed, and I'm not sure where at in his back, but uh, prim, uh, paraplegic from uh, like the chest down. Mm-hmm. And the doctors kept telling him, I said, you know, you you're not going to be able to walk again. Get used to this. You know, all the feelings or phantom feelings that he had in his legs. He says those those aren't there. You just you need to ignore them. They, those are fake. <clears throat> and um, through the course of this, he, you know, he just decided that he needed to find something different. You know, a different approach to this. Um, I don't know when he found his spirituality mm. in. Um, kind of, or he's a philosopher as well. He is, yeah. He and, has a degree in philosophy. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just an amazing person. But uh, he um, went to a yoga instructor in California, uh-huh. I believe. And this woman just said, "Okay, let's do this." And they got together and they figured this out kind of together. Mm-hmm. And once he started to develop it and get past some of his own uh, mental blocks. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it would like, as I said, the doctors kept telling him, "This is not available. This you can't do this." And so he just believed it. And now he had to get past those roadblocks that he put into his own mind and what was, you know, instilled into him. And so he's been teaching ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was 25 when yoga found him. Okay. Yeah. How old is he now? He's my age. He's 52. We're exactly oh, the same age. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Almost I next month. You were 32. 52. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's yoga. Yes. Yeah. It's yoga. <laughs> um, yeah. Is he in California? He's in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and it just so he was the first one to really like do this with people who have these. I mean. In a way that like really brought it to mainstream attention, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I think I think adaptive yoga has been a thing for a long, long time. But mm-hmm. Matthew Sanford is kind of uh, I mean, really the promoted heart of yoga the idea. Is really adaptive yoga, yeah. right? Anyway, it's all yoga. Like originally, it's all adaptive. It's about being a student, but this is yeah. very specific to people who yeah. got mobility issues. Right, and like Alan was saying that. Um, and Matthew talks about this in his book and in his interviews, is he really did deeply internalize the messages, the medical messages, right? And Which, what are, now what was that at the time? Right. Um, so like Alan said, the, the whole idea of can't, right? So uh-huh. one of the messages that um, Matthew 
received quite a bit in his in his therapy and his physical therapy um, after this really devastating trauma mm-hmm. um, was very much about what he would not do again, what he can't do ever again, I see. and um, and the idea that. Uh, you know, he kept trying to tell the doctors, I, f- I feel something in my legs. I feel mm-hmm. something. There's something there. And mm-hmm. they kept saying, no, you don't. Forget about it. No, you don't. Forget so I about wonder it. if, how has that informed some of his philosophies in adaptive yoga? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. okay. so, I mean, obviously there are some things that are going to be can'ts. But then how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's my favorite word. It's my favorite word. I love it when students say, I can't do a handstand. Because you're all, it's up. (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, So one of the things that we adapt as instructors, like I said, is our perspective. So letting go of what we think a handstand is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. What does a handstand feel like? Right. And so this is where the, the, the basic tenets of adaptive yoga come in, any yoga class really come in. Mm-hmm. The idea of containment and boundary and reference and grounding and breath and rhythm and mm-hmm. space. In each and every single foundational yoga pose, these mm-hmm. things are present. So these like tenets or principles of adaptive yoga? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. yes. So let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Okay, so start with containment or what, what oh i was just gonna say to give a real quick example of of this so you it, it's yeah, sometimes it's just changing the mindset of of what it is so you can take shavasana and it's just you know <clears throat> it's it's a mountain pose on your back mm-hmm. and so and then you can change that by putting your hands out in front of your chest and now you're in a plank mm-hmm. and so it's just it's just a matter of changing the plane or reference of of each pose so it, it's not necessarily what it physically looks like you know so it's like okay i want you to be in mountain well for somebody that may be an amputee um Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like what my mountain looks like or even what between morgan and i or even you you know you're we all all of our poses are going to look a little different well and how much does the sensation or feeling derive from imagination and how much of that plays into it sounds like it's a very like welcoming inviting atmosphere for sensory perception but also to it's a lot of the energetic body yes very much about subtle body and very much like matthew talks about what yoga helped him understand is that he was feeling something in his legs Mm. and Mm -hmm. he got talked out of it Right over the years, <laughs> to got talked out of understanding that, that he was feeling something. Yeah, okay, guess it's not he, there. Right, that that was phantom. That was mm. you know that eventually it's going to go away, and you shouldn't really think about it. Focus on what does work. Quote air quotes work. Mm. Right, and what yoga helped him understand is oh wait, there is still energy there. This mm-hmm. is still my body. It's still complete. Mm-hmm. Right, the communication system. There might be a little glitch in that communication system in the spine as far as between the brain and the legs, but that doesn't mean that there's no energy in the legs, right? And even if the, the limb or whatever is, is missing, I mean, in the case of an amputee, the, the energy is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 that never goes away mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, unless you, well, it doesn't even go away. It doesn't mm-hmm. go away. Regardless if it's it, paralysis or amputation. Amputation, right. you know, it um, becomes like mind over matter, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and in the case of Matthew Sanford, and, and most people that go through an amputee or you know some sort of a tra- traumatic injury like that, it's like um, Western medicine or just you know the doctors will just say, hey, 
it's physically impossible for you to feel that for whatever reason, whether the connections are are physically broken or the limb is missing mm -hmm. or whatever that is. But that doesn't mean that that energy is still not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder when you are talking about these philosophies with students who may come and maybe they have been on that path before where they're just coming from, you know, and I'm not saying all Western doctors no. say this, especially now I think that they're definitely getting a lot more open about, you know, alternate methods of dealing with some of these tougher situations. But I wonder if, have you, what's the overall feeling when you start to present these ideas to people? Is there resistance to them or is there awakening? Is there... Like, what kind of responses have you guys had or yes. as teachers for students? Resistance and awakening. <laughs> it, it, very much so. Yeah. Really? It, it, uh, it, you kind of get the, yeah. uh, well, like when Morgan says, oh, we're going to do handstand. And everybody's like, no. And they laugh and scoff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, <clears throat> pretty much you're full of shit. Right. <laughs> right. And then within, I would say, a few minutes of, explanation and and just showing them it's like oh i see what you're doing yeah. it you know their mindset is handstand looks like what you know what you thought it was as a kid mm -hmm. or whatever you know what our our mind is taught to think mm -hmm. you know we were taught that you know one plus one is two mm -hmm. but <clears throat> we're going to show you that it's going to be it's still going to be two, mm -hmm. but it's just going to look a little differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like Alan was saying, we, we help students um, orient themselves in space. And one of the effects of that, one of the results of that, I think, is a deeper understanding of their own embodiment and their own narrative starts to shift and change mm. around some of those messages that they've internalized. Where that might have been even more debilitating, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And, or, or negative or depressing or right. oppressive. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, experiencing a handstand, even though it's not in a conventional sense, starts to shift the framework around their perspective of, yes. well, look what's, what is here that I can mm -hmm. work with. Handstand is in them. Right. Yeah. It's in them. Yeah. They just, we help them understand that it's in them. <laughs> well, and I think that's actually, that'd be, a, I think, a very beneficial practice to uh, your general mm -hmm. yoga classes because especially that pose is such a fearful or fear-inducing pose mm -hmm. for students where they're just like, I can't, I mean, that's such a strong can't pose. Right. Like, I can't do that. And yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that it's, it's like, okay, handstand is a frame of mind. It's experience. Mm -hmm. And just because you are of mind experience might be blocking that doesn't mean it's not possible and on uh, as far as those fundamental foundational ideas around adaptive yoga which i think it's all yoga it's all yoga like right. you were saying it's yeah. all yoga um that idea of grounding right mm -hmm. handstand grounding in through the hands well how do we how do we create that sensation in the student mm -hmm. um when they're oriented in a little bit of a different way in space mm -hmm. how do we help them understand the sensation of grounding in through their hands when you know, they're lying on their back or yeah. sitting up in a chair or, and that's where we have to get a little creative and. Yeah. And, and that makes me wonder about some of the kind of, um, I guess, emotional resistance that you guys come up mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, how do you guys manage it in a way that, I mean, what are kind of the, I guess the, you know, the, the approaches you take to make sure that people aren't feeling like it's like, 
hey, you're different or we got to do this different because of you versus treating it more like this is just all yoga, like you were saying. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, does that go back into that resistance for people? If they get that attached to stories? Every, every new student that comes into class, um, we have a conversation. And so I explain the same kinds of things. <laughs> I, I, I explain the approach of adaptive yoga mm-hmm. and the philosophy of adaptive yoga. It's in you already. Mm-hmm. And you, right now at this moment in time, you may not understand that. And you may not mm-hmm. get that at all. Keep coming. You'll start to understand that. Now, is that what's deeper. meant by the principle of container? Containment is very much... Well, containment. Okay. Yeah, containment yeah. is very much about... Um, creating a, a, a space around a person's physical body. And we know that the mind and the body are very much connected and mm-hmm. emotions are all connected as well. Um, that idea of containment. So especially for someone who maybe does not have physical sensation, I want to use that language very, because there's sensation there. Mm-hmm. They don't have maybe physical sensation in their legs. Mm-hmm. How do we help them understand where their legs are in space, mm-hmm. the role of their legs in yoga, as far as how their legs are connected to their sacral area, Mm -hmm. to their spine, to the mid-back, to their upper back, to their neck, to their head, right? It's all connected. So how can we help them create a sense of understanding of their legs in space, create a sense of boundary and containment around that to affect maybe their thoracic spine Mm -hmm. and create some sensation higher up, physical sensation higher up in that. Mm. Well, and that's where... The creativity comes into play. Um, <clears throat> so it's not a set in stone thing. No, it, it sounds just, like it, there's it, like these it just depends guidelines, on, you know, and it uh, gives you, yeah, a, a threshold to walk through, and then you're kind of <laughs> my so, yeah my my thing. One of the things I tell our students, especially on the first couple of classes that they come to, just as a reminder, this is one grand experiment, and we are all in it together. That's we're all in it together, and yeah. our again, I explain to them the again. Off. You're yeah, you're, you're you. You show up in yourself. Yeah, there's nothing right? to lose. Right? We we do the work. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So one of my aha moments uh, was watching Matthew, and this kind of comes back to what you were asking. How do you do this? Is that he was working with somebody with severe cerebral palsy, and he was <clears throat> uh, was in a a upright wheelchair. It was an amazing unit by itself. But he was having this gentleman ground through his left foot. And when he was doing that, as he was grounding down through that left foot, his chest rose. Mm. And it's and it like, how did you do that? And so one of the one of the other students in there asked, he goes, how did you do that? How did you know to do that? And he's, I don't know. I'm just making this up as I go along. Right. And, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, man, I, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I just thought, well, I thought I was maybe screwing up or doing something wrong because I just didn't know that I thought there was a cookbook or something. It's right. like, okay, once you add this, then this happens. Where's and then, the how-to book? Yeah, right. so step one, two, and three. But the thing is, is that his principle and what Morgan has taught me is that you know you learn the basis, basics of yoga. Once you have that kind of a fundamental of, of the you know, energetic body, the way... Um, the way you feel when you do a yoga class, uh, the way you feel on a pose, then you take that and apply it to um, anybody, mm-hmm. and, uh, whether it's somebody that is f- fully capable of doing that pose or somebody that may have some challenges achieving whatever pose that is. So uh, <clears throat> you know, back to that kind of containment thing, 
um, you know, for somebody, let's say, with cerebral palsy, they don't have control over their their limbs like they like you and I do. We can just hold our arms still or legs still. Well, what we can do is we can use props, you know, whether it's a bolster or a blanket or, or straps, and just um, set a, a boundary around them, mm-hmm. and just to show, say, hey, this is what it feels like to have have my arms in one place or to have my legs, you know, straight and steady. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have used a strap around their chest so you can feel yourself breathe. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we look down, we can see our chest move, mm-hmm. but we don't see our back move. But right. once you put that strap around there, now you can feel, You can now you can actually feel when you inflate the lungs, they don't inflate just forward, they inflate 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can feel it in my ribs, I can feel it in my back. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, a sense of containment there that's like, okay, I can feel so it's what so, I'm doing. It sounds like you two both have a huge, uh, have gotten a, a lot of benefit out of teaching this to inform your own understanding of yoga. Oh, very much so. Right? Because, I mean, you both, neither of you have done adaptive yoga, right? I mean, you're, you're not the, you don't fit the prerequisite in the right. conventional sense. For not adaptive. in the conventional sense, but, you know, uh, uh, as far as... Um, what I did not realize when I first started my own practice 11 years ago with hot yoga mm-hmm. was that my teacher, um, Rita Ann, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. she was actually helping me create a sense of boundary around my body because when I first started practicing yoga, I could not stand on my left leg for longer than maybe one or two seconds without falling over. I was very weak from mm-hmm. a spinal injury mm-hmm. um, and had compensated for four years Um, in that injured state. So I had lost a lot of mobility, a lot of flexibility and strength down the left side of my body. Mm -hmm. I walked with support with a cane sometimes. And um, so one of the things that my teacher Rita did when she, when we had this conversation was she put me by the wall and I didn't, I just thought, okay, well the wall's there to catch me when I fall over. Great. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. So I'll crash into the wall instead of the floor. But it was much later when I realized and I had that conversation with her, I said, you were creating a sense of containment and boundary for me to feel safe, to stand on that left side. So it's really about safety and helping the students feel safe in the environment, right. but also safe enough to explore um, their physical, um, the physical capability. And so was that sensations. specifically what brought you to adaptive yoga or what was the thing that made you fall in love with it? My, yeah, very much my own embodiment, my own experiences, because yoga saved my spine. I say that all the time. Yoga saved my spine. I had to adapt a lot. Uh, I didn't know it was a We take for granted that -hmm. that a lot of people, we just think, can just walk into any yoga class, Mm -hmm. and they should just be able to do all the things Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. And there's no, you know, if you can't, then too bad, so sad kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this is really... This is really highlighting that it's not about the agenda of the teacher mm-hmm. or the purpose of the class, but really the individual's experience. Mm-hmm. And, and helping yoga reveal itself in them, right where mm-hmm. they are right now at this moment in their lives. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's there. Yeah. And we get to, we get to do this work. We get to help. It sounds very assist. gratifying to get to work with people who probably have such a uh, a, a, just a sense of like hopelessness around maybe the circumstance mm-hmm. or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and then to start to expand into this new experience and it doesn't necessarily sound like I mean in most cases you're not like 
Like you were fortunate. Now you can walk without a cane. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, a lot of these folks coming to adaptive yoga, mm-hmm. they're they're not going to get their limb back, or they're not going to get, mm-hmm. you know, a reanimation of their leg or whatever the word is. I'm not sure if that's right. But right. if they're paralyzed, right, mm-hmm. permanently, so it's a beautiful gift to be able to give them this in a way where they're experiencing uh, maybe a new sense of self-love or self-acceptance around it without having to actually change the circumstance. Which I think is very much what yoga can be about for so many people, regardless mm-hmm. of embodiment, is is that sense yeah. of self-love, yeah. right? Yeah. And not kicking your own ass yeah. over everything. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So how did you fall in love with Adapted? What was your... <laughs> kind of a funny thing. Um, I started yoga about seven years ago. Um, a friend of mine said, hey, let's go to a yoga class. And I went, and the first class I did was a... Uh, a yin class, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I was not happy with it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, one of the poses, it was a pigeon. I got into it. I couldn't get out. And like, I had to roll out of the pose. I was like, I couldn't get up. And then the instructor said, oh, what are we going to do on the left side? And it's like, no. <laughs> so fortunately, the, the gal that took me to the class said, hey, there's other types of yoga. We just need to find something that speaks to you. So I, I d- eventually did find something. So uh, a, few, a few years into it, I, I realized that, hey, I, f- I actually feel good, not just physically good, but I, f- I emotionally feel well, just, and I'm seeing changes in my body. I, had, I have a ton of injuries. Uh, you know, I've had four knee surgeries, just recently a shoulder surgery. So um, yoga was very limiting. Um, I was limited to, to a lot of the poses that was in there. Either way, <clears throat> so I decided that um, I wanted to learn more about yoga. And um, as with many things that I do in my life, I just like, if I find something that's interesting, I'm going to go learn about it. I'm going to go to a school or a class or go do something. Mm-hmm. And, and I had no desire or intention of teaching. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn more about it. And then I ran into Morgan. She was one of our instructors. Um, through, through the teacher training. Yeah. And so the first class was your, um, I'm drawing a blank. Inclusion. The inclusion class. Mm-hmm. And I think, wow, okay, I, I want to learn more. I want to learn more about this. And then she did an, a, a little brief intro on adaptive. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my mindset is I, I like to work with my hands. I'm always trying to um, think of different ways of, of uh, adapting. Uh, fixing something or adapting or making something, you know, something work. <clears throat> and I was doing that in my own practice because I was like, oh, my knees are, are junk. So how am I going to get into this pose? <laughs> it's like, okay, so I'm building the little prop castle with all the blocks and bolsters and whatever so I can get down or, or up on whatever pose that I need. But Morgan was saying, hey, we need interns. And I said, I'm all about that. Let's try this. Nice. And so I showed up. And, and you, you did put that engineering mind to use, from what I understand. Like you've designed this whole thing. The, what is it? The apparatus. Oh, the, uh, Do you have a name for a, it? It's called a transfer ladder. Okay. Did yeah. You, you invent it or you just... <laughs> no, I saw it? a picture of it on... Um, somebody sent a, a picture of it and I said, I can make that. So I just, based off of the picture... <laughs> I can do that. I, I just made one. Nice. And so I, you know, I, uh, my mom had... A, has a wheelchair from 
many of her back surgeries, so I just used it as a template. It's like, okay, so how do you know how high does it need to be and how yeah. wide and so it gets it effectively gets people out of yeah. a wheelchair onto the ground and back again. They yeah. can self transfer if they have the upper body mobility mm -hmm. and strength. They can self transfer, and I will tell you that is probably one of the most empowering experiences <laughs> yeah. that someone can have is just being able to move themselves, mobilize mm -hmm. themselves from their chair to the floor and back that again. Sounds like something people would want even if they weren't doing adaptive yoga, right? Yeah. It's, and if they, you know, they're wheelchair bound. Right. If they're, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Transfer. I looked online to see how much these things were, and they're like $1,200. Wow. And so most people, and I hate to say most people, but you know, most people that have a, a debilitation like that, um, chances are they don't have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the job world isn't really available to them either. Yeah. So <clears throat> I came up with, I, I designed this all out of PVC piping, the same plumbing piping um, for oh, a little bit, about, about, about 100 bucks, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, well, like what Morgan was saying, it's, it's very empowering. We have a, a, had a student that would come in and he didn't want to get out of the chair because he's, oh, it's a pain in the butt to get back into it. Mm -hmm. And then we, brought this out for him and he said okay so he's he's mm -hmm. getting down on the floor he, he actually helped us a lot yeah, understand yeah. what like for the next time what needed to be changed oh, he was really? sort of our yeah cool. he, so, he gave us quite a bit of input as far as the design and the comfort and, yeah. and all of that too so it was really mm -hmm. beneficial to have his perspective on that that's awesome yeah, yeah. um so so Morgan, now you've kind of spearheaded the adaptive program here at Cambio in terms mm -hmm. of like starting this class what Three years ago, three and a half? Um, it'll be, I believe it'll be four years next four month. Years. Not long already. Okay. Wow. So you did wow. the training and you started to want to teach adaptive here. Yeah. And so my, the, yeah, I, can, I was Googling. So when I got all like obsessed <laughs> with, uh, with just wanting to learn more. You and Alan are about, the same ilk. <laughs> yeah, we, we have similar characteristics, yeah, I would say, yeah. yeah. Um, I was, yeah, really on a mission because I am very much about inclusion, very much about accessibility, which is one of the reasons I love Cambio is because it's not just financial accessibility here. It's, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, we really do work hard on inclusive, on an inclusive environment, inclusive, um, so practices and things like that. So people who are elite athletes, it's not general. yoga journal magazine. Right. Yeah. It's not the magazine cover yogis, right? That's very small population. But it can be yeah. as well. It can yeah, be, exactly. 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 Yeah. It's Everybody. not just that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I got really obsessed <laughs> with um, uh, learning more. First of all, just filling up my own well and learning more about adaptive yoga because I realized that I had been adapting my own practice for years and years and years because of my own embodiment. And every time I would Google, I'd Google like, uh, you know, yoga for uh, disability, yoga for mobility, yoga for injury. This place called Mind Body Solutions kept showing up mm -hmm. on, in the Google search way up in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And I'm like, crap, I can't, I can't just go to Minnesota. Who is this Matthew Sanford? Whatever, you know, <laughs> who is this guy? And, um, but this other place popped up also, which was Samadhi, um, up in Denver. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that I can do. I can travel 60 miles. I can't travel, you know, whatever, 1200 miles so up to Minnesota. Like right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So my first training was with Liza, Morgan and Ashley Curran up at um, Samadhi Yoga. It was an eight-hour training, 
And that's when I came back to Colorado Springs and emailed your awesome sister, Amber, yeah. and said, I didn't even ask her. I said, here's what's going right. to right. happen. Here's what we're going <laughs> to yeah. do. And, um, and, and she was... And we put a little handicap ramp in the back. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Little, yeah. My, Such a fa- my dad, family. right here. Yeah. Hi, Papa Richmond. Yeah. My nephew, Grant. Yeah. Signed it. Put yeah. a little ohm symbol in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's awesome. Right. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So that was my, that was. Um, that was how the, the fire got lit. The fire was really, really, yeah. It was kind of embers. And then that really, like, like bonfire right yeah. there. And it's been going well. I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have your regulars. And, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're mm-hmm. at capacity pretty much every week, um, uh, anywhere from 10 to 10 to 12 students every Saturday. And then we added a second class a couple of years ago. So what time is the Saturday class? The Saturday class is from 3 to 4.15. And the Thursday afternoon class is noon to 1.15. So 75-minute class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps us. Um, it's, it's nice to not have have to rush so much with a 60-minute class. It gives right. us a little bit of leeway. We can plan for a 60-minute class and have that 15-minute kind yeah. of buffer to help, you know, if people transfer or maybe aren't feeling well or right. whatever it might be. So. so to kind of bring this back full circle, when you say, because I'm, I'm imagining somebody sitting, you know, here maybe listening to this thinking, well, I don't know if yoga is right for me or, you know, I've got, you know, they click on this because they may have some disability and it sounds like the argument is um, this is a practice that will help you find the yoga in you. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who doesn't know what that means, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about why that would be important for your average sure. person? That's Go a tough it. question. Oh, wow. <clears throat> for me, the way I found yoga, I think as most people find yoga for the physical aspect of it, you know, um, I find a lot of peop- uh, students that come to my class, uh, at, I also teach at the YMCA, and they come in and they tell me that, oh, my doctor said I should come and do yoga. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> what, 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 you know, why are you here? But with that, ask, you know, with that, you know, with, with them showing up, you know, they're, they're looking for alternatives to make them feel better, mm-hmm. whether it's, I think initially, in my um, uh, experience of it, is that they're initially trying to f- f- feel better physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they find the other aspects of the other, you know, seven limbs of... Yeah, right. Well, right. Tricky. yeah it, gets, it really gets into, you know, yeah. into all that stuff. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's difficult when you're trying to explain it to somebody, say, what is this? You know, how is this going to be for me? Yoga is not for me, or I can't. You know, you hear it all the time. I can't touch my toes, so I can't do yoga. I just it's had like, that conversation like, today. With I'm somebody. not flexible <laughs> enough to touch my toes, or I'm not flexible enough to do whatever the pose is. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in the case of somebody that maybe wheelchair bound, it's like I can't do yoga because they have that mindset of what they've seen on TV or what they. Yeah. That media image. Yeah. The, yeah. the image yeah. of it. Yeah. The, you know. the, only the highest form of the asana, the yeah. postural. Right. 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 Yoga, right. right. And they don't, yeah. they don't realize that there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they're, they're limited by what they, what they feel within themselves. Or their, their own barriers that mm-hmm. they've implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what 
I don't want to say our job, but our, my goal, and I'm sure Morgan's goal, is it's like, okay, hey, that barrier that's in your way, it's all in your head. It's, it's non-existent. You put it there, you can take it down. Mm -hmm. So once you get into our class, or any, any class that um, you can realize that, hey, you know what, I don't necessarily have to do you know, every pose, or actually every pose, like, you know, it looks on the cover of whatever magazine or on TV or whatever, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> or even what the, what the pose looks like by the person next to me. Right. I mean, they could be that piece of spaghetti that can tie themselves in a knot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, mm -hmm. that's great, fantastic. But, you know, what, what I'm doing is just as fantastic because right. I'm pushing my limitations. Mm -hmm. what, you know, mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that, that story that is out there about what yoga is, right? We, we have to combat that or at least confront it. We have to confront it mm -hmm. all the time in adaptive yoga or really any mm -hmm. kind of class. You know, someone comes in terrified to their very first traditional class and they have that story. I can't touch my toes and I'm not flexible. My doctor said this would be good for me. Oh, my gosh, right? Mm -hmm. So any yoga teacher is going to be, you know, have to deal with that kind it of story. Is, it is such yeah. a there's such a clickbait uh, aspect of yoga. The the facade of it mm -hmm. is so seemingly disempowering to like 90% of the population. Mm -hmm. And yet really what the heart of yoga has to say is that this is a practice it's for in, everybody. It's in you. Yeah, it's in It's, it's in, in you. you. Yeah. It's a matter of finding it. We, and and getting into an environment with people who can help you. Yeah. Um, recognize that it's already it's already there. I know. It's it's just, just, I, I always see y'all downstairs, and it just feels like so good. Like it always just feels like I see how excited they are to be there, and you know, they, it's, you do such a good job just from the peripheral because I've never actually obviously attended the class, mm -hmm. um, but you just do such a good job of holding space for these folks in a way that makes them feel. You know, it reminds me of the theme song of Cheers. Like, they just walk in and everybody's like, what's up, Norm? You know, like, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how it is. Bar. It's yeah. like, yeah. have a seat on the mat. Yeah. And yeah. We have a good time. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, we have a good time. So people can show up as they are. As they who are. They are. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that can be, I think, a lot of times a tough hurdle for people who maybe haven't fully come into, you know, if, if maybe they've had an injury or disability or paralysis later in life, mm -hmm. and they've become disidentified with who they used to be, mm -hmm. that this environment can be very empowering for a person who has yet to really find out who they are now. Absolutely. And I have a, I have a little story about, you know, the idea of, you know, accessibility. And um, we had a student, um, and she still comes sometimes, uh, who is a breast cancer survivor. She was having mobility issues, lots of scar tissue, around the mastectomy site, all up into her shoulder and down her arm. She had um, that idea of disassociating herself with her body, taking herself out of her body um, as a survival tool, which, you know, I always say the body's brilliant and knows what to do, and that in the short term can be a really brilliant strategy for your body to keep itself safe, mm -hmm. is to dissociate a little bit. And maybe, hopefully, we start to help reintegrate that a little bit. She had gone to a, tr a traditional vinyasa style class and ended up, um, she shared this story with me, she ended up having to sit out almost every single pose, every single one. She said to me, and I get emotional about these things, 
she said to me, I felt worse coming out of that class than I did going in. Mm -hmm. And that broke my heart. You should never feel worse coming out of a yoga class than you did going in. And so I um, had a conversation with her about adaptive yoga coming and she was really nervous and really scared that she was going to quote fail, Mm -hmm. fail the yoga again. Mm -hmm. And um, I persuaded her, She, she came she had a very successful practice. She did every single pose in adaptive yoga. And at the end of it, she leaned into me and she said, that's yoga? And I said, that's yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I think you guys are just doing really cool work. And it's, it's such a pleasure and privilege that we have you um, here at Cambio doing this stuff and offering this to the community at large in Carl Springs. Um, I think, what, is there anything, any bases we didn't cover that you guys want to touch on before we... How much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a deep practice and it's such a deep um, perspective, you know, and I would just say, I mean, because we kind of, uh, you kind of asked that question about, you know, people do have these stories and have internalized these stories. I would say, take that leap of faith, Mm -hmm. um, step out of your comfort zone out of the comfort zone is where we grow mm-hmm. and um you know try it try it yeah there is absolutely nothing to lose by yeah. trying a yoga class and if adaptive yoga isn't quite the fit um because we do have students who come in maybe with a temporary injury or something they're in physical therapy and so we have to have that conversation about how maybe there would be a different type of class because like alan said adaptive yoga really is for non-traditional students who do not have access to a traditional yoga class they just would not be able to um benefit from a traditional class at all um so try it you know yeah try it yeah that's step out and and do it Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I one of the things that I found is by teaching. Um, yeah, and I tell Morgan, and I, you know, I tell most of my students that. Um, well, I don't care what you guys got out of it. I got way more out of it than you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, they, they kind of laugh. It's like, how can you? Is it? No, it's just mm-hmm. I. I really learn. I learn something new every time I teach. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether it's just like, oh, I can adapt that pose, or, <clears throat> or I'm in a my own class, my own practice, and I'm you know just going through the motions of 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 a class, and I think, how can I make this accessible to somebody, somebody else, somebody that's challenged, mm-hmm. uh, that has a challenge? Um, so I'm constantly thinking of that um, when I teach or take other people's classes, you know. What I do in my other life outside of yoga, I, I do tend to travel, so I go to yoga studios all over the country, mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm constantly like, oh, wow, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like how they uh, worded that or how they cued to get into get that. <clears throat> but also, I I also look at um, how it it affects me in my own life, you know, out, off the mat, mm. like. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, there's, I can adapt whatever I'm doing, let's say, with my paying job or my job that pays the bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, well, 
I can't do that. No, I can. I just can't do it this way. Mm -hmm. I have to work around or do some, you know, yeah. figure something. Yeah, adapt. the perspective. Adapt. It's the perspective. <laughs> we just have to shift it a little bit. And well, and that's what I think that's really interesting about this conversation today is just the ways in which the crossover exists mm -hmm. is something that I feel like a lot more general yoga teachers, like of conventional classes, mm -hmm. um, I feel like you guys have this gift because that needs to be the focus. That has to be the focus because that's the barrier of really every class defining and having that conversation, whether it's explicit or implicit, of what yoga is about mm -hmm. and what it's really, what the purpose of it is. Right. And it, it just sounds like the, the overlap there is just, I don't know, that's just really like heartening mm -hmm. in the sense of, uh, you know, the, it doesn't matter if you're, debilitated physically or a picture of health as an athlete or whatever mm -hmm. um, the heart of what we're kind of going for with yoga we're all trying to kind of get to the same place yeah right yeah 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 mm -hmm. and yoga is a great path to journey yeah 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 well, and just to kind of twist that a little bit mm -hmm. is that your path to that place is going to be different than mine. It's going to be different than Morgan's, you know. It, and um, some of it is that you know you're going to have obstacles that I'm not going to have in in your way, and you adapt to get around those obstacles. Uh, you overcome them and you learn from them. So the next time you f find that obstacle, it's like, hey, I know how to overcome that. Yeah. Well, and it brings up that that very primary yoga paradox of the tenet that one of the jobs of yoga to be sincere on the practice is to truly accept yourself as you are. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, yoga is a tool for transformation. Right. So to hold mm -hmm. both of those seemingly diametric concepts in light of each other mm -hmm. is, is just really, I don't know. I think it's, it's fun because it kind of gives us a chance to wag our tail or wag our tongues at, you know, all the naysayers in the world, mm -hmm. you know, either the ones that, you know, we may be comparing and despairing about mm -hmm. or the ones who are like, you'll never be like me, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Right. So. That is the complexity and the simplicity of yoga right, right there. Yeah, right, it can true. be both at right. the same time. <laughs> well, and it's, yeah, it reminds me of saying it's like, just because it's simple doesn't make it easy. No. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys for the work you do here, and thank you Love for it. taking time to talk to me today. Oh. I think this was a. I, I I feel like the ocean of adaptive yoga is super deep, and mm. this is a great, I think, way for people who are just wanting to understand. Maybe it's a relative that they have sitting at home who, you know, they like. How can I help my aunt Betty, who's been, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we get a lot of those questions. Yeah, this right. is a great My grandpa way to fell. Really, what yeah. can I do? <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for taking time mm -hmm. to have this conversation today. And I, I hope that it benefits a lot of people. Me too. Uh, yeah. And thanks for having a space where we can explore these. Uh, this that's very. That's very true. You know, cause yeah. <clears throat> that's difficult to to be able to have a space to teach like this, and it, this, the space that you have downstairs is just happens to work out really well. Yeah. But to, the fact that you allow us to mm -hmm. have that space is mm -hmm. ama amazing. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think we're lucky because you know Amber's original vision for Cambio is you know the threefold thing of 
starting with accessibility and when you really unpack what the context of that word and the definition of what it means it's everything you guys are doing mm -hmm. you know and the fact that you know yeah you can come do a power class and you can come get this kind of class and that kind of class and um, it's you know I've heard of Matthew Sanford from I know Krista Tippett who does a podcast that I love on being yes. to name drop a little bit I know she loves him like that's yeah. her yoga yeah. teacher and um, it just speaks volumes to me and in the in the terms that there are so many people out there who aren't being met by a type of yoga practice mm -hmm. and really what you said Ellen is that like we're all kind of trying to go to the same place of natural well-being mm -hmm. that springs forth from within us but it doesn't your path may not suit me mm -hmm. I mean I may be able to learn from some things from your path and right. it may be very similar for most of the journey but um, you know I think that's the exciting thing about yoga is that it doesn't have to be like that and it and it really isn't like that right. it really meets like you were saying the student where they're at so that the teacher's job becomes adapting for them right right yeah. tapping into that depth yeah like you mentioned yeah, yeah. it's deep we're yeah it's a deep 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 place deep well <laughs> yeah yeah well thanks guys i think mean, thank you it. all right so thanks for having me share yeah, yeah.